Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How are we feeling, gents? Oof, got to be honest. A uh, little bit green around the gills. Yeah. A little bit tender. Yeah. Thursday uh, and Friday have done us. Yeah. I don't know how them pop stars do it. Well, I do know how they do it, but two, two nights in a row on the drink. So two nights too much. Halifax and Bradford last two nights, haven't we? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm quite sensible, but you stayed out in Bradford, didn't you? No, we stayed out in Halifax. Me last, last in memory was... Parky singing Red Light Spells Danger in Yeatsies on Thursday night at about... Karaoke? Yeah. Tough, tough one to sing, isn't it? But, but it's not as easy as what you think, no. Did it go down well? Not really. <laughs> no, I think people couldn't wait for me to get off. I, I, I was behind you, mate. I was right involved. Yeah, thank you. Very much appreciated. Much appreciated. By the way, you know, when this goes out, I'll be sat on a sun lounger. You're on a fun your jollies tomorrow, aren't you? You're prepared. Crocs ready, uh, packed. Yeah, the white socks and my Crocs are at the ready. Job done. Are you one of these? Do you, do you go in holiday gear? Like, do you what? go in shorts? You don't play. No, as no. Soon as you get to the airport, I'm on holiday. No. So I tell you when I, I tell you when I'm on holiday, mate. When I've got my bags checked through, you know, and I'm through that where you've got to take your belt off. So I've took my belt off and I've got my belt back on other side of the beeper. I'm on holiday then. You'll go straight through bacon sandwiches. Full possibly, fu- possibly full English. And a pint of the finest. Pint of San Miguel, just to get myself going. What time are you at the airport? <laughs> at five. A.M.? A.M. I so it, it, it doesn't matter, does it, what time it is when you go in on your holidays? Exactly. You know, to be fair, though, I, I, I've got to be honest, I, don't, I still don't even like getting up that early to go on holiday. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave the thought in your capable hands. I'm sure everything will be fine. We're happy for a few managed. days. Yeah, we'll we'll run the establishment while you're away, mate. Don't worry. Top lads, top lads. I I am enjoying these live shows, by the way. Yeah. I am. Believe it or not. I think everybody else is as well who'll come in. Yeah, big thanks to everybody who come this week. Nottingham, Bradford, Halifax. And we finished on a karaoke track, didn't we? Of course, we have. Every night we finish with the old karaoke, don't we? And uh, Hull, Sheffield and Cardiff next week, if you haven't already got tickets. 22nd, 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Have yeah, you think... fancy dress me? Like what? A, like a Christmas party? Ever? If, if you want to come in fancy dress, we'll we'll chuck out some some prizes for best fancy dress. Let's make it like a, a Christmas do. Oh, even a Halloween, Chris, because it's Halloween weekend, isn't it? It is Halloween, yeah. Week, week after, so yeah, get your fangs out. Yeah. You've, still got, you've still got your mask on from last year, Chrissy. Very good. Cheap. You thought, yeah, you forced that, John. Well, <laughs> I don't mind it. But no, the the live shows are going really well. Uh, so if you 
if you've not got a ticket yet, get involved. Yeah, all three, all three this week were brilliant. I thought different, yeah. different type of characters and what have you. We're not doing that again, John. We're not in, we're not out in the early hours if we've got one the next night. Fuck no, that. no. We, I've got to admit, but it weren't the more professional. Yeah, uh, you what turning up in same clothes night after. Yeah, scandalous, really, isn't it? I plan on going home. That's why I plan going home yesterday morning, Friday morning, as we've got the show Friday night. And obviously, I didn't get up till late. And then I made up. I made up at bog at half four. You too. Very, 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 very rare that I'm part of me. Shots and all that stuff, John. You know, you you get on for forty now. I know. I know. Doing that. But ever the ever the true professional. We got it done, didn't we, Biggin? Dusted, dusted ourselves down, didn't we? And we went again. Newcastle fans are dancing in the street this week. I see them. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's that's big for them, isn't it? You know, like how long they've hated uh, Mike Ashley. Yeah. I mean, it's good he's gone. But do you think they'll be like in another six years when they've got a tunnel club, glass tunnel and all that stuff? Because they've got a lot of history, haven't they? They'll be all said, oh, it's not like it used to be. They've got old days. They might have a couple of Champions Leagues under the belt. What they'll be saying, oh, it's... When they've got a cheese board coming at half time. Yeah, as opposed to a uh, steak and kidney. I remember good old days. Chris, hey, before you got there the other day, just broke, the news had just broke. And when me and Johnny were just talking about it, he went, to be fair, they're, they're going to want to keep all the Benitez, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I went, you what, mate? He went, yeah, the, the new owners are going to want to keep all the Benitez as manager. He went, oh, fucking hell, he's gone, hasn't he? <laughs> Not three clubs in meantime, honey. And, uh, <laughs> genuinely, genuinely, we're, we're being serious as well. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you go over to the website www.underthecosh.com, you can find the tickets there for the live show. So if you fancy coming down, yeah, it's a good night, isn't it? I'm yeah, surprised myself. I am enjoying them. Coming into your own now, Chrissy. Coming into your own. Who knows wins, Chrissy? Yeah, who knows wins? Our first league this week. Ten yeah. fixtures. Five are in. We've over. £3,000 in the pot, 3140 Not too bad for us, first one back, is it? No. Good to be back. So, I mean, it's only three o'clock now, isn't it? So we've, we've not got the results, but we're all in. Five is in. Are you feeling lucky, John? No, it's not luck. It's not luck. I'm feeling very confident. You've looked at the stats. You've looked at the facts. No, I just skimmed through it. And it took me about 14 seconds. <laughs> Need to be decisive. So you start changing your mind and all that. That's when things start going belly up. Some extra holiday spends you might have, but... And- Oh, do do. Do they pay out in Euros? Lovely. But yeah, thanks to everybody who's uh, who's taken part in the league. We'll be announcing the winners as well very soon because we've got the Parkies Plonkers as well. If you've done terrible, you might still win some anyway. But if you've not already downloaded the app, you can go to Google Play, the iTunes Store. Ten teams to choose from every week, £5 in, and we split the pot between us, don't we? we win, do. lose or draw. Everybody's a winner. Well, not everybody. So some people, some people are going to be well in profit I mean I'm, I'm hopeless I, I've come nowhere near winning but I just like the I like sweating on a at half four on a Saturday if I've got half a chance watching the results chop and change it's mad how quick you can go from like eight right to, to four innit yeah but for Saturday afternoon's entertainment it's good innit but yeah download the app get involved in the under the cosh leagues and like I said we're over £3,000 in the pot this week and uh, hopefully we can keep it climbing oh yes yeah. Stewie on this week. Stewie Downing. Stewie Downing. I don't think I don't think we realise how big a hitter Stewie were. You know, is England international. We, I think we worked it out. He'd gone for just short of fifty million quid. I think he's probably our most capped yeah. guest. Would you say? Yeah, 
It was funny because as we, I think we were just finished recording, hadn't we? And it was a Thursday we were doing it, and the these Patreon email came through that we just released a new a new episode. He's like, "Oh, Fabian Brandy's just come out, lads." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he likes listening, and he's just a good lad. Bet, fuck me. I never asked him. He better be tier two. No, I think he was tier one, the type bastard. Oh, no way. Well. I- I go as far as saying we're not putting this episode out then. <laughs> yeah, just shot a 50 million quid. Well, it's quite like the level he's played at and he's, he just loves the crack, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, uh, it's like obviously you'll, you'll hear it in a bit, but it's so interesting, isn't it? You know, that next level up. We went into fanboy mode, didn't we? Well, I yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Just talking about the players he's played with and against, man. Fuck me. Some good waiter stories as well. Some of some, some the extras. I think I think Big Weeks is going to be a, a regular feature, isn't he? They can't not be, can he? Although Stewie said he can't remember him hiding his penis, so oh, it must have been it must have been a a trick that he learnt a bit further down the line. <laughs> and he's with us in, for the Middlesbrough live show for, the, for those later on in the uh, in the month as well. If you fancy coming down, I spotted him this morning. He went, we better be doing karaoke for mine. <laughs> it's going to end up being like a. a a, a thing at X Factor, you know, and everyone's shit at start when they're, when they're whittling them down. Well, then everybody's bringing their own tracks now. Yeah. Towards, towards the end of the day, it's bringing their own mic in a, in a special box. <laughs> Tomo as well last week. He was good, running. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Very good. I, I, think, I, think, I think I might buy his book. He's a good, good lad, wasn't he? But he, got, he did get knocked out in the second round, didn't he? Oh, my he? I, I always said he'd be handy that Simon Webb. Yeah, he's a big yeah. lad, isn't he? Big old unit. If he, if he lands one on your chin, you're in bother, and uh, obviously that's what ended up happening. If you catch him, if you catch him with one, surely he's going to go down, isn't he? If you, you know, all all this like shadow boxing and all that, just get in, windmill for as long as you can, and see where that takes you. Yeah. What's your job like, John? Are you? You got a steady the job? Fucking not you, are. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we get Stewie in? Yeah, yeah let's get him in. Come on then. Enjoy this one. DJ Downing in the house. I did a bit back in the day, mate. Yeah, yeah no, uh, no. you just come back from a beef flu, haven't you? Did you not, yeah. did you not get on the decks? No, no. Uh, I think them days are over. Uh, oh. you, were you a rave on DJ or were you like a DJ that like mixed it up in that? Oh, I mixed it up in that, yeah. A bit, bit of house <laughs> music. and I just did it in my spare time when I was younger at Middlesbrough. Uh, I had obviously no kids. I was uh, single at the time and I was just, my mates were doing it. So I just did it in my spare time and quite enjoyed it. Did you ever have a gig? I did a couple of gigs in Middlesbrough, yeah. Did you? Yeah. It was did, you place. It, did you sell it out? Yeah, it was quite good. It was like a little, sort of like dingy little place, the Purple Onion. People in Middlesbrough know that is. It only holds like two or three hundred, uh, but it's like, it looks a bit like underground. It's like under a restaurant. Played there. I'd done a couple of gigs in uh, Ibiza with my friends at Eden Nightclub, uh, a couple of the bars. So yeah, it's quite, it quite good. Is it one of them where you have one earphone on and the other one like round back of your head? Yeah, I did it properly, yeah. To be fair, it was quite nerve-wracking, to be honest. You go in there and I don't think people knew I was playing or anything like that, but, you know, you're getting up and you're DJing and you think, if this goes wrong, the whole club just turns, doesn't it, and looks at the DJ. Can you get it wrong? 
I don't, I don't know. Can yeah, you get it wrong? Yeah, you can clash record, yeah, and it just sounds for what? Clash like if, record? If you, yeah, if the beats don't matter, like, shh. <laughs> and then you just duck your head under the table. Blame your mate, who's supposed to be the professional, but. No, so you're dusting the decks off. I've got them at home. I still do it now and again. Like, if I get an hour and I'll have a, you know, mess around and just a bit of relaxing time. But uh, I do enjoy it, yeah. It's good. Freshly retired? Freshly retired, yeah. It's gone quite quick, actually, the last last couple of months. Uh, I've enjoyed the break. Uh, you know, I've not really missed the pre-season, I'll be honest. Yeah. But uh, I'm quite enjoying the free time. The freedom's good. Like I say, I can do stuff like this. I can spend more time with my kids and that. So uh, I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah. I think... I've had a little tally up. Possibly our most expensive player we've ever had on. I was thinking that as well. Mm. I'm free, I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're not fucking paying. You. <laughs> we'll pay your barbell. Pay and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you ever think about the money that you've gone for? Now you now you retire, you ever think, fuck me, that, I, I went uh, for a lot of money here. I think of maybe a few people have had the pants pulled down. <laughs> no, I've, I think when you look back, it's, uh, I mean, you look at some of the fees that go now, it's probably probably nothing now, is it? Like some of the fees that maybe I went for, but uh, at the time, I think, I didn't really think of it. I think it was more the move and the club I was going to, I was more excited about. And uh, it comes with obviously a little bit of pressure that the money you go for, but I'll be honest, John, I didn't really, I didn't really think about the fees and I was just more thinking, you know, I need to do well at this club and get in the team and because obviously they had, they had good players. Everybody mentions it in interviews, don't they? Do you feel the pressure of a transfer fee? You know, like when they first yeah. sign, and everyone says, nah, they'd say the right thing, yeah. but do you? To be honest, Brandon, the only time I ever felt sort of pressure was when I went to Liverpool because it was a, a big fee that spent a lot of money on players that summer. And it was like, you know, I did a good season at Villa the year before and I thought I had to, you know, this is a new level and I found it straight away. Like, like I said, if we drew a game, which you think might be a good result for Villa, it wasn't for Liverpool. We had to win and win and win and... You know, and I, I didn't score early on first couple of games, and and you think, oh god, and it gets worse and worse, and you start to overthink things. I think, and whereas I should have just sort of had the attitude like you had at Villa and just play and play, play your own game, because that's what Kenny tried to say to me, just play. You did at Villa, and but it's easy said than done. Like you say, your man overthinks. Yeah. You are basically playing against the same players as you yeah. were, yeah, the yeah. previous yeah. season, and yeah. you're playing with better players. Yeah. No disrespect to the Villa lads, but. Yeah, and it, I think it's just all in your, it's in your head, isn't it? Like you say, you can. I didn't read a lot of press stuff and that, but you, you can't help but here in Liverpool, it's it's their life, it's the noise, and you can. We need to do better. We spent a lot of money. I get all that. that you know, that, the one success is Liverpool, but that was the only time I ever felt a bit of, you know, it, the spotlight on sort of thing. Like because every game, every week, you have to win. Is it a scapegoat type thing? You know, if Liverpool start struggling, yeah. Is it the lads that they brought in recently that seem to get it in the neck? Because who, who yeah, did I think you sign it, with? I signed uh, was it, was Charlie it? Adam Jordan, Henderson signed yeah. with me. Uh, Jose Enrique came that window, but a little bit, a few weeks later. And I think, I think Carragher did an interview like once saying, you know, don't just blame the new players, but we all have to do, you know, I think early on we were settling in period, et cetera. And, uh, and the results were a little bit up and down. We sort of were like a cup team that season. We, we got to an FA Cup final, the Carlin Cup final. In the league, we finished, I think it was seventh or eighth, which... You know, some people might not think when you're in Europe, it's good, but it's, it's Liverpool, it has to be Champions League. But we did spend a lot of money, and I think just before that, Roy Hodgson had, had come in and it was a little bit doom and gloom. So it takes time, doesn't it, to, mm. to gel? So, but you don't get time, as you say, you no. don't get time at a, a team no. like Liverpool. No, well, look at Ken, Kenny, who's an absolute legend, and he got a year 18 months. Obviously, he took over for six months after Roy to steady the ship a bit, and then he had a year with us when 
he spent a lot of money and because we finished eighth, John, they, they sacked him. Has his reputation been tarnished, you reckon, at Liverpool? Because no, of that, because of that. No, no. I think they knew he took over in difficult times after Roy. He sort of got the team running. Like I say, he, he could walk away and said, well, I won a trophy. You know, you could have got relegated the season before. Mm. It was mad because at times the players were getting a bit of stick at Anfield and we could be losing. They'd be singing Kenny's name. I, I don't know any other club nah. or ground mm. that happened. Like, mm. it's the manager gets it first, then the, maybe the players, but... I was thinking that about Solskjaer. I think it would turn yeah. on Solskjaer. Yeah. Even though he's a club yeah, legend, yeah. isn't he? I think if it goes really bad. Yeah. Not with Kenny, I think, obviously, he's passed what he's done for that club and... He's been through a lot as well, you know, obviously with the Hillsworth stuff and like that. And he's, I mean, he's a legend, absolute great fella. I think, I think Kenny's a legend more at Liverpool than Solskjaer is yeah, at Man yeah. yeah, yeah. Different mm. level, yeah. He's, he's he's probably the number one, if not him or, him or Gerard, but I think they see him as probably number one, yeah. Were you a Tottenham fan growing up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did that, that work? Do you know what? I, I don't know. I think I just used to like the kit. Gazza went there and then I got the, remember the yellow Holston? Yeah. Oh, it was a belter. Belt the kit. And then I uh, quite like the keeper. Remember Tor's vet? Yeah. <laughs> Tor went one there. Do you want to ask me why, John? <laughs> Never going to be a keeper, but... <laughs> I just like the keeper. I got the keeper kit. Yeah. And then uh, I actually wrote to Tottenham, my school teacher, and said, you know, can I come and have a trial? I was on like eight, eight to nine or something. Didn't get anything back, but uh, yeah, it must have just been the kit. Or oh, maybe obviously Gaza and that were there. And Gaza was my favourite at the time. Strange, yeah, I know. <laughs> I messaged Wheatley this morning and the only thing he said was ask him if he can remember his hiding me dick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't specifically remember him doing it, but he did a lot of things, Wheat. I think you've seen him having your nut and ice. Brilliant, man. Uh, we had some we had some good times, me and Wheat. We used, uh, I think he mentioned it on, a, on his pod, didn't he, that we had a few nights out on Wrecker, me and Tunjai. Uh, That's an unlikely, unlikely yeah. trio, that. Yeah. 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 Tunjai's a great lad. Tur Turkish lad. He, he didn't drink or... You know, he loved the tab and that, and he liked the night out, and he just loved the atmosphere, I think. And me and we did have a couple of beers, and he'd come with us with his mates, Turkish lads, and he, I think he just liked the area, I think, because where he'd come from in Turkey, he was a bit of an idol. People left him alone, and he, he could have a cigarette on the street if he wanted, or, like I say, have a couple of beers and, uh, with me and Wheat, and he, he enjoyed it. And uh, But Wheat always, yeah, gave us some entertainment on nights out with his worm dancers. And Well, yeah, you said, didn't you, yesterday, Did that, you? that everyone's got a mate like Wheat. Yeah. People Everyone. listen to the. That's we what, just... like, I think loads of people have enjoyed that episode because every, everybody knows yeah. a wheat or everybody's got a mate like we. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a, a wheat. Everybody knows a wheat. It's not an alien. Everybody knows a wheat. Yeah, he's a bit daft, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Like, There's always a daft lad, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. He's good fun. And, you know, relaying the stories of being in England squad. Yeah. And he's just a good lad, he... isn't he? Like, he likes a laugh and he's in England squad. Yeah. I think he. Uh, I listened to his pod and and obviously the KFC story's true on the way down. I said to him, you better get some good food in you because, say good food, a bit of naughty food because you're going to be eating pasta with no sauce and everything when we get here with Capello because he was quite strict on yeah. all. I think, he, like you say, he was on the crest of a wave. He got into the first team, big Borough fan, got in the England squad. He played very well as well, to be fair to him, in the Premier League. And like the England trip, I think he played it down a little bit, the free kick one, because uh, I said like off camera, when we went to Trinidad, Beckham was practicing free kicks one side. I was on another side and... Uh, you know, that was sort of the trend after training, a couple of free kicks and that was it. And we just walked over and said, this is how you do it. And he sort of spot the ball and he's pinged it. And I'm taught he couldn't get any fail in the top corner. And just walked off and went, that's you know, that's how, <laughs> 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 that's, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. I think like the lads like Beckham and then because maybe people, you know, bow to him a little bit and obviously who he is, but he's a great lad, Bex, but, he, you know, people obviously because of his stature, uh, stature sorry. And uh, I think he just seen Wheat as like, you know, he's 
perfect throwback and a bit, bit <laughs> mental, but they, they loved him because he, he had that type of attitude where he, you know he's laid back, he's good yeah. fun, and they probably appreciated him. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine he didn't care if it were Beckham or whoever. I think no. he'd still be exactly the same. Still yeah. have the same crack, even though it's with Beckham and yeah. the the rest of the squad. Yeah. Like who t- who turns up to an England squad with David Beckham shower gel? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think they loved him for it. He just walked in the shower. I'm not lying. He didn't do it on purpose. He just walked in the shower, put his shower down, and obviously getting a wash and that. And then he's just, and the Bex is opposite him and he's getting washed. He went, smells great, this. <laughs> and it's like, is he for real or what? But I think they loved him for it. And uh, and to be fair to him, he deserved to be there because he had a really good season. And uh, I think he mentioned that he was going to get a chance against Trinidad. And, and I thought he might put him on the second half, but I think there was a problem with the rule change, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. So he was, he was unlucky, really, but he, he did have a very good couple of seasons in the Premier League. Did you ever feel the pressure? Like, did you ever feel the pressure of like, because we've had quite a few lads who played at Middlesbrough who were younger than you, yeah, and they've all said weeks, tails, we wanted to be Stewie Downing, you know, coming through yeah. and making it. Yeah, yeah. we we want to be Stewie Downing because you were in the first team and yeah, local lad, local lad, come through Someone and all look, that. The lads look By up the way, to. though, it was something where you made your name, though. You went when you yeah. went on loan. It, to be fair, I was probably in the position at, them at, at first. <laughs> oh, he had to get the sun a bit, did he? <laughs> <laughs> And it was difficult for me to get in at the time because uh, they brought Zenden in, uh, Mendieta, big names. And and at the time I was 18, 19, doing all in the reserves. And and obviously I got an opportunity because I spoke to Mick to go to Sunderland. So that really, because I wasn't getting in, I had to, probably had to leave or get a loan, which probably would have turned into a leave, John, because they were buying players left, right and centre. And I went to Sunderland, sort of done well, and there was an injury crisis and they called me back. So you talk about luck and time and you do need a little bit of that in your career, I think. And... Uh, I got into the team, Mendieta got a bad injury. They sort of moves ended inside one in midfield and I went on the left and we sort of got into Europe and done quite well that season. So I think timing and a bit of luck was was on my side on that one. And then, like I said, when I got on the team, I took my chance and maybe, you know, the lads are speaking about me. I was probably one of the first to get in because I was I was older than them lads. So I got in and I think they seen it as, oh, we will get a chance. Because Steve McClellan did say when he came in, if you're good enough, you will play. And I think the lads are like, whoa, because before that under Brian Robson, you know, with all honesty, I don't think we'd have got a chance. Mm. Yeah. You know, you'd like senior players, which which is fine, but we were never really going to get a chance. Whereas McLaren believed in youth. As soon as you saw me come through, David Murphy, Dava, and then it just started to roll and roll and roll. And I think players got confidence in that. Was is Middlesbrough to Sunderland not like a one a no no? Nah. I don't know. Maybe nah. maybe as a as a senior pro, I think. Say for thirty year old, and I got some lids. But I think because I was a young kid, I was unknown. I was in the reserves, played a few times in the first team. It was something for a, sort of a stepping stone, sort of thing. Like get some experience, get some games, and Mick give me that because he played me. Is you need a left wing, and it was just ideal. But uh, I don't think it was any. No, because Julio, did, think... Julio signed from Sunderland to Middlesbrough, and Julio right. still no. held in. He's still a god yeah. in Sunderland, isn't he? As opposed to if he'd have gone Newcastle yeah. to Sunderland, yeah. yeah. Callback did it. Callback yeah. went Sunderland to Newcastle, and yeah. Grant's done it with Sunderland and Middlesbrough yeah. uh, twice. He's well thought of. And uh, I think if you're giving your all and you perform like them lads, like I said, Grant and them were, they'll go with it. I think maybe it's a problem if it's Sunderland-Newcastle. But the Middlesbrough to Sunderland's not a... No, not as big a deal. Not like, as big as probably people make out of it. Do you think that made that, that got you a chance for it? Because well, you get three goals in seven games at Sunderland. And yeah. Do you think McLaren and like, the fans and everybody at Middlesbrough are yeah. like... I just got a belief, right? really. I just a young kid and, I, and it was like playing in, front of, in the reserves. You know, it's like it's... You know, two men and his dog, and I was playing at yeah. Billingham. And next week, you played at the stadium right in front of 30,000. I couldn't believe it. In the championship, it was like, this is probably more than what Middlesbrough were getting in the Premier League. And I, I just got that buzz. You know, you're playing, you're scoring goals, you get confidence. The lads were great. 
Mick was great with me and I just thought, this is great. And I actually wanted to stay longer because I knew I was going to go back to Middlesbrough and not play because when I did go back after the loan, I was on the bench for the first four or five. Then I got in after that injury. Yeah. So if Mendy had never got injured, maybe I still wouldn't have never got in. You, you just never know. It's the trust. You're earning the trust, aren't you? The manager, you've got someone yeah. done well. Some yeah. Clarence like, I can put him in now. Put him in. Yeah. If I go there and there's disaster and then Mick drops me or I'm sort of not ready, you haven't really. You can't really knock on the manager of the first team door. Middlesbrough and go, well, why am I playing? He'll say, well, you can't really do it in the championship. What are you going to do for me in the Premier yeah, League? Yeah, yeah. It, you need that look, don't you really? I think that's, I think that's a big thing that people probably don't realise. You do need to be lucky as well. Yeah. Mm. And and something to happen at the right time. Obviously, you've got to win and take your chance. Yeah. But you need, as you say, injuries or a suspension or yeah. something like that. Manager will give you a chance. The manager that will give you a chance. I mean, yeah. sometimes the manager's hands forced. Yeah. You've got to play a young lad. But if the young lad comes in and does well and keeps somebody else out of the team, that's on you then to perform. Yeah. Well, some some squad as well that obviously coming into as a young lad, the names. Yeah. Was Boxic there? Boxic was there uh, when I first used to train. I think he was running the club, to be honest, when I was yeah. there. He'd come down to train, do the warm up, and then if he didn't like what he'd seen and the rest of it, he'd just walk in. And <laughs> to be to be fair, you look at it and probably things a bit disrespectful, but Steve McCann quite managed him quite well. I know he gets a bit of stick that he couldn't handle senior players, but I look back and think sometimes you like just leave him. And you see Ince and them and people like that fuming, thinking, no, no, it's not getting away with this. He'd come in at 25 past 10, return at half past 10. Devon Aura, big jacket on it. Yeah. He, he had that presence about him. But then we play Saturday and, and win 1-0, he might probably score the winner. So I think yeah. you have. You see it with Ferguson, don't you? The Cantonars, them yeah. type of people. They sort well, of managed then. him. I think he managed him quite well to a point where then he thought, now I can get rid of him. And that's when we... So was Ince not like... Was Ince not say anything to him? Like... I think I'd, I'd think Ince would be like, "Fuck off, Alan! What, what are you doing?" Yeah, I think he probably though, tried. I think maybe saying something to the manager, like, "How how is he letting them get away with this?" But like saying it's like to rap, isn't it? We mentioned to rap really all the time. Like Warnock one. just used to let him do what he wanted. Yeah, I think if he, these players are winning your games, you, you you go if he's having a stinker and he's not pulling his leg, John, you, you don't you don't you just. I think that's the thing, and it we spoke to people about. Eventually, it's. Down to what happens at three o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, and generally you do what you was, want for the week. He was really good. He, I mean, he was some player. And did you find Paul Ince as captain because we were at tails that weren't happy. Didn't, didn't think yeah, he were the he's, best for the young lads. He was, he was all right with me. I mean, it was one instance me and David Murphy. Uh, remember years ago, you had to knock on the first team door, and they had a uh, steam room and jacuzzi. Then, and we got told we were allowed to use it. And as we walked in, we didn't see Ince. He was like sort of around the corner. And Ugo was there, and Ugo was like, all right, lads. And Ugo was a great lad, you know, he's do what you want, sort of thing. Not We're just going in the jacuzzi, and Incy just heard his voice. Oh, you fucking used to. You fucking doing. And I have melted, I'll be honest. Was the steam on that hot like? <laughs> just didn't even get John got 10 yards from the door, and it was like, fuck me. He's like, he's quite intimidating, like you say, he's senior yeah. pro. I was 18, three storm, ring and wet, looking at him, thinking, fuck, I'm out. Started to walk back, didn't even get to the point where I get out. I'm already going. I think David Murphy stood there and went, go in the steam room. And Murph was a big lad, sick. Shut up, Murph, shut up. Of 12. <laughs> Murph, leave it, leave <laughs> it. And he said, like, fucking get out. And I think Murph muttered something back to him, like, fuck off or something like that. You know, I don't know what he said exactly, but Murph just walked out. I said, Murph, I can't believe he did that. And he was like, I'm having him talking to me like that. And I quite liked that yeah. about him because he thought, well, if you just said to me, listen, mate, knock on the door, be respect first team, no problem, you knock on the door and go out. Because I think he said, what the fuck are you doing? Fucking get out. Yeah. Most thought, well, I don't care who you are, you don't speak to me like that. I wish I had a little bit about that 
yeah. about me at that time. But what did Ince? What was Ince's was response to like it? Fucking just went just mental, I think. But it, I'm not sure you picked on Murphy. He's a big lad. <laughs> I, I don't so think. I don't think he, Yeah, he's a quite lad as well. Murphy, you know, dead unassuming. But I don't think he'd, he would, he would have fronted it. But I think he had a. He tried to give an aura. A, a, a lot of lads say he's bullied. I didn't mean to have a lot to do with him and, and stuff like that. I think he he knew who to pick on. If you know what I mean, but uh, I didn't have really a lot to do with him. I played a couple of first team games at that point, and then he would left. I think for Wolves after that. So, I think I spoke about it on Windass. When Windass first signed, I think he tried the old man Wind, yeah. Windass off, and Dino did what Murph did. He just went. And it was like a circle, you know. When you're yeah. in, and he's like, "No, I'm not." Insta tried to bully him basically, yeah, and Windass was just. Not having it. Nah. Yeah. He's, so I wonder if he did that like a bit of a test or just yeah, to yeah. stamp his fucking. It, it, I think you you see players throughout your career, don't you? That they might just think quiet lad will test him, and I think you have got to stand your ground. I mean, I mean, like I was I was a quiet lad, has got on with things, but if anyone sort of sort of disrespect me, I'll speak down to him. I think you have to tell them done because they'll they'll mm-hmm. jump on it. And I mean, I didn't have many problems in my career like that, but you know these type of people, he's seen two young lads and probably thought I can dress these down. I'll be yeah. honest, I melted, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a lot it of backing up. It, it, it worked on you. No, yeah, I fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> what was Dino like in the dressing room? Funny, good lad, Dino. I had one incidence with Dino. He'd probably tell you, uh, and we got on great after that. He was like class. We used to have nights out of him and all sorts. He was a good fella, great pro as well. Not, not people giving respect for that. He was a great pro, trained, unbelievable. Sometimes he was in reserves, and he come like Billingham Thornia. Tuesday night, pissing down, like I said, two men and his dog, and he'd run his bollocks off for us. And you got to give him credit for that. He was a proper good pro, and he was a good player as well. And I think one time he told me to cross the ball. I thought, of like, fuck off, like, muttered under my breath, and he's heard me. <laughs> and we've come in. I don't know if he remembers it half time, and he said to me, don't you ever fucking speak to me like that again. And I've gone, yeah, no problem, like, fucking. She's <laughs> <laughs> again. I melted again. But he, and I said, to him, I'm really sorry, you know, I didn't, I didn't directly go like in front of people for yeah, me. Yeah. I just fuck off, like under my breath, and he's heard me. And then after that, and he said to me, you learn like when you get older, you know, when you get a senior pro sort of thing, you'll people speak to you like you won't, you won't sort of tolerate it. And and we got on great after that. And to be fair to him, he's, he was good in that, and uh, he did really well for us. But and I got on great. And now I see him, you know, games. I've texted him a few times, and. Yeah, we got him really on, but it could have started ever so yeah. bad, couldn't it? Well, I suppose that's good the way that he's put you, in, he put you in place a bit, but then passed a bit of knowledge on at the same yeah. time. Is yeah. that fucking thick? He probably forgot about it. Yeah. It was a little arm around the shoulder, but a very strong one, like, don't you guys <laughs> speak don't to me like ever again. again. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I, I was thinking, yeah, he's, he's, I've got a point, because when you get older, you try to help people. He's probably trying to help me, and, and if you do that a young kid now and he'd done that to you, you'd probably lose your head on you, so mm. yeah. I think he had a point. <laughs> Some of them, them pros, good we are. Yeah, that that was probably the biggest thing. The, the pros when we went into that first team were when people say you have a captain or a leader, we had like seven or eight. Like I say, Southgate came in, Ugo, uh, Incy was captain, Robbie Musto was there at the time. Big players with Boxic, and then you go through different years, George Bowen come in, Danny Mills. So, sort of like you get loads of leads in the group, and the dressing room sort of ran itself. And and there was no more than, than Southgate at the top, he was, he was sort of the main man. and he, he was he was fantastic on and off the pitch was he yeah just honestly fantastic I remember it's only like little things Brian you remember from your career don't you and I remember I was playing in the team I'd done alright four or five games and then he, he said to me I'm going to go experience McLaren and he put Zenden back in and I was in a training session and I might have been my head was a bit down 11 by 11 and as the teams were getting sorted out he ran past me Southgate put his arm around me and said to me you deserve to play 
but he's made a decision, so get on with it. But prove to him next time he puts it on, he deserves to be back in that 11 again. Small thing. Mm. But my head had gone a little bit, and I thought, mm, fucking, that was good, that. Because then I thought, right, yeah, because if I go on a sub and I'm crap, he's going to say, well, I made the right yeah. decision. He just really a little, didn't have to do that, um, did he? No, I did he? Know, it's, like it's, it's not just a little thing, is it? It's a massive thing that I bet for a, yeah. for a young lad to have someone like Gareth Southgate saying, yeah. you know, cause you, you could easily just, that pressure, I've been yeah. dropped, I've been, and you yeah. beat yourself up a bit, then someone like Gareth Southgate puts her arm around you, but yeah. picks yeah. you right back up again. He was just a class act, everything he'd done, you know what I mean? Everyone, big players were frightened of him, and people think he's soft because he's well-spoken. Mm. I don't believe in all that. He could dress people down and they'd, they didn't come back at him, so he, he had that side to him, which is, wouldn't surprise me why he's handling big players now because they're respected. Mm. A little thing for him, but a massive thing for you. Oh, um, like, yeah. He, like Brownie said, that he didn't have to do that at all, did he? he just a young kid, just get on with it and yeah. shut a lot, up. A lot of older lads sometimes just worry about themselves, don't they? At least yeah. I'm playing. I'll just yeah. get in my position and so deal with it later. Yeah. But he's obviously thought, fuck me, yeah. he's being left out. That was McLaren's best sign, I think, because he, he, like I say, when the boxers is, they all these characters are probably difficult to handle. He was the, the 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 best signing on his first signing. I think he was, you know, he was the pinnacle of it because he controlled everyone and he kept them in the place. If they were McLaren, didn't he really need to manage him because he did it? He, he so was, the thing he, is, you think at all? You think he'd just be like quiet in the? In the no. You won't think he'd like be able to handle Boxic and Dino and all that. You think like, they'd just get like fuck off, Gareth? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, <wonder, laughs> yeah. I think it was his. It was his. If I were his, fuck off, Gareth. Boring bastard. Yeah. <laughs> he just had a way about him. Johnny's demeanour. I think it was it was with respect. And generally, you know, when you play crap, don't you? Or you're not, you're not at any. It wouldn't be where he'd try and embarrass you. Just say you need to fucking do better. You know, yeah. come on, we need to be. It was sort of more like a group. And then, like you know, he stood up and he could hold the room. He speak. He had a bit of a presence, but he doesn't look like he'd have a presence. That's no. the thing. I think we got for. He doesn't. He doesn't look like the stories that you hear about him. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, it helps as well because he was always seven out of ten, wasn't he? And that's the big thing, he led by how we played. Yeah. And you can't yeah. come back at people who play like that week after week. So, uh, Were you in the meeting when Parler asked him about calling them gaffer? <laughs> Sat at the front. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, was, it was a bit awkward. And, and that was Ray to a team. I mean, he was dead off the cuff. And imagine that you're in the meeting room, the, uh, the lights have dimmed a little bit. And and I'm at the front and, and the guy's like, right, lads, you know, obviously, Stewie, exactly. I've played with you, lads. You call me Gate or Gareth or probably Norbert. He made a sort of a joke like that. And he said, you know, but obviously in the next couple of weeks got to be gaffer or boss. And just heard this voice. What about big nose? <laughs> and Steve Allison was sat next to Ray. And you do, if you know Steve Allison, one of the funniest coaches I've ever met. And it sort of just went dead. The room went, oh, has he just said that? And I was just like, and he went, yeah, yeah, all, all big nose. But you could see he was fucking fuming. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think Ray, Ray turned around, Malcolm Crosby was there at the time. And he said, I think that's me done, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was done. Anyway. <laughs> I, think, I think that's me done. <laughs> he knew. I think he knew, and it, he was in the reserves. Right? I think he said on his on his pod, didn't he? That he was on the reserves for a couple of months, and then he <laughs> sort of drift out. And I, don't, I think he went the whole after that. But honestly, what a character Ray was. The thing about. is, Southgate's actually handled that quite well. Yeah, he styled it out, but you know, you can see it's like, well, I've sort of got to front this because I'm the manager, and I've got to make a stance. I can't have him sort of mugging me off in front of because we were a young team. And we were probably looking and thinking, well, what's he going to do now? <laughs> legend Ray Parlin, he just, yeah, he just sort of went to the side. <laughs> but Ray knew I think that's me. <laughs> Malcolm, I mean, she was Malcolm Crosby and uh, Steve Harrison. Yeah, I think that's me. I think that's me, done that, man. 
Honestly, if that did it, one little flipper off the cuff oh. comment that could end your yeah. career at a club. Yeah, he's, what a character he was, Ray. Jesus. I've heard it. I've heard about Steve Harrison. Steve Harrison. Just, just was he just make his laugh? Yeah, I think he was. A, don't get me wrong. First and foremost, unbelievable coach. Unbelievable coach with a team I can organise. I think that you know gets played down a bit. Everyone thinks he's just a jack the lad. But because McLaren was serious in his coach, and now he he was like the opposite. He was an unbelievable number two. He come in the dressing room, just pretend he was doing things like shagging things, and just <laughs> he, he, I'm trying to think of some things he did. Like remember, you know, played Roma in the UEFA Cup. I always remember this. And there's a big fountain in the square. Imagine there's lovely people getting pictures and all that, and we're all walking in our tra- borough taxi, and we're just walking, thinking obviously walk around to each side, and you come up to the side and keep going. You just walk through the fountain <laughs> and kept walking. <laughs> And it was just, he just done things like that. And, uh, you asked Dean or Dean, that's about him. He loved him and he just done, like, we'd go in the hotel, the reception, we'd be checking in. And Harry would throw himself down the stairs and pretend he'd fell. <laughs> and be like, ah, on the floor. But he's like, winking, going, lads, ah, ah, the arm, the arm. You've got the staff running over. Harry, Harry, you all right? And he's like, yeah, fine, sorry, I tripped on the thing. And he's like, <laughs> just. <laughs> you, you, you can't, like, there's too many stories. <laughs> There's a, there's a hill hill at Rockcliffe. I don't know if you've seen it. It goes down before the pitches. I'm talking like that. And it was a windy day one day. And we're walking down the hill. Next minute, he just starts tumbling down the hill, rolling, going, it's windy out here, lads. <laughs> and he just keeps going and going. <laughs> it's windy out here. <laughs> it's, and he, I like it. The lads are just like, what, like, what is he all about? <laughs> See, that's class. I, yeah. I, think you need, I think you need somebody like yeah. that. Yeah. An idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, it's a lot of yeah, times it's a goalkeeper coach, yeah. because they've been goalkeepers and they're all fucking idiots, aren't they? I don't Do you know which remember the groin stretch where you, you sort of lay on your front and you stretch your back up like that and you like lean forward and do all that? And you knew it was coming and he'd say something like, Whoa, Mrs. Downing, Whoa, the groin. <laughs> Stewie's away, sat, he's got a game. What do you fancy me and you? And, he'd, and he'd, one day, I think he said it to Ugo, Whoa, Mrs. Eggy, or like that. And, uh, and Ugo's got up, no, 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 don't talk about my fucking wife like that. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, this could... Damn, what are you talking, Ugo? And he, was a bit... <laughs> he used to do things like that on the edge. He was always on the edge. Just like, <laughs> stretching his arm, oh, Mrs. Eggy, oh. Okay, no. I'm not sure you can do that here. He was like, don't talk about my fucking wife. <laughs> oh, oh, I need to compose myself. <laughs> great, honestly, great guy. What was it like then when I... Janino and that came in. Yeah, I... Because the Mills were paying a fucking lot of money back then, weren't they? John, honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine what the wages were. Because I remember Janino was obviously a World Cup winner. I'm guessing they're on decent money. Boxes come from Juventus, didn't he? All at that era. Carboni, we even had him. Benito. I Benito came for a bit. To be fair, the reputation of him, Benito, is, is, is a, probably a bad one in England. I think he's a bit of a troublemaker sort of thing. But I thought he was a great lad. I mean, he trained every day. Used to come in in a suit every day, immaculate shoes. You know the half-mast Italian trousers. Yeah, I just ball him with me night no, track. You, know, you can't be asked, can you? You <laughs> just put anything like, on. Fucking hell! Every day this Ferrari. He just looked, and we used to say like, "But why do you dress like that?" And he's like, "Well, if you went to an office job, you'd go in a suit, wouldn't you? You wouldn't go in your tracky like that." This is my job, and I was thinking, fair play. Every day immaculate Johnny looked. I've been in pajamas before. You know, I've been in early start. I've seen you in a dressing gown, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I've come in a dressing gown <laughs> one. Like proper dressing gown. I'm talking, you must, must be paying a fortune for the suits. Properly oh, mackerel, go for his dinner and eat. I mean, I thought he was a good pro, uh, pro sorry, Benny, and he was he could play as well. I thought he was a proper player. But then first few years, what, the League Cup final, I don't, you didn't play in the 
Yeah, I come back we, from Sunderland. I was uh, so I come back off loan, and then I was on the bench for the final. Yeah, you were uh, for cup final. Yeah, the UEFA Cup final was two years after that. So we sort of we were on the crest, really. We were sort of getting confidence. We were getting big players in, finishing you know seventh in the Premier League, which is an unbelievable achievement. Uh, getting to the final was unbelievable, and then like I said, we we met a good team in Seville in the end. Uh, but it was then a couple of years. You look back and you think we. Did we take it for granted? I think we were just going and going and going and thinking this is this is the norm. And yeah. I look back now and think, you know, look where Middlesbrough are now. Like, and obviously things change in football clubs, but you know, in the championship now, would we ever get them days back? Ground was full, the town was booming. You could just, you know, sense the whole area was was, was going with it, and we had a couple of good years. Do you think it was too much too soon for Gareth? The Middlesbrough job. Yeah, I think the first couple of years he he was he was very good, very good. I mean, he could, from player to manager. And and when you've played with half that team, I think of myself now, he was two years younger than me now. When he took that job, it must have been a hell of a job. No badges, no experience at all. And we finished 10th, maybe 11th in the Premier League the first two seasons. Bought some decent players. Uh, had a you know, decent style of play. The way we played, we were entertaining, we, we attacked. And I think that third year, I think recruitment wasn't great, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know if, you know, we brought Alves in, a striker. Uh, you look lazy. I'm not, to be fair, he's one of the best finishers I've ever seen in training. The lads will tell you that. He's an unbelievable finisher, but in the game, he just, he just, I don't know if he got nervous, confidence. I'm not really sure if Gareth wanted him. We brought Mido in. I'm not really sure Mido was probably the character that Gareth liked. Uh, like you say, he was overweight a little bit and then he'd lose a lot of weight, overweight a bit. You've he's, said that before, haven't you? Just yeah. up and down. And overnight luxury. transformation. He looked, uh, when, when he came to Barnsley, like alone, yeah. whatever. Yeah. They were fucking bigger than me. Fantastic <laughs> player, though. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm laughing at you, dick. Uh, I'm telling you, you were bigger than me. Nah. I'm fucking yeah, we're fluctuating the way we're back down again. <laughs> oh, no, we've never, went, we never we've not been down the way for a, a lot of years. <laughs> Talk about like, Johnny. He'd start the season, he'd lost about three. Honestly, come back, and I thought, oh, he's in good nick. Start the season, he's got like five and six, and you're thinking, we're on for a good season here. And then within two months, he'd spent a lot of money getting a personal trainer, getting fit. Then he put all the weight back on. Yeah. Then he do it again, and I'm thinking, if you're a manager, you must be losing patience here. So you think, over the years in Middlesbrough, we've always had a solid sort of team, and we always had good strikers. Faduka, Asselbank, Yakubu, would get us 20 each, and we'd finish in a reasonable good position. And those lads around them will work around them and run around. If your lads are not scoring, and we're still sort of working and like team, there's only one way you're going to go, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. and he must have been pulling his hair out, and I'm, I'm 100% sure they were not his signs. Mm. They're just not his characters, and and you know I, I got on with me. He was fine he, when he played; he was unbelievable. But he didn't play. And did he have somebody? Was there a sporting director or something like that signing the players? Or was it? Would it have been Gibson? Who do I mean at the time? I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know who was in around the club at the time. Then obviously Gibson was there. Maybe they're getting agents. You don't know what goes on to you behind the scenes. But I just look at Gareth for the character he is and what he's about. And I'm hundred percent sure then they're, they're not his signs. And he might come out and say, "Yeah, they were," and try and protect. But I, I I just know for a fact he, he wants, like you say, good pros, good people and good players. And, and like you say, they, they didn't do it for him. And I think he struggled that season. You could see the way it was going. And uh, like you say, I think, you know, some people let him down. Because you, you like really well start the season. And then yeah. was it like from November? Just yeah. plummeted. We, I always remember we beat Villa <coughs> November time and then away. And I thought, oh, we're on for a good season. Beating Villa away is good. Villa ended up finishing sixth and we ended up getting relegated. They went on a massive run after that, and we went on a massive you know, yeah. downfall. We were a young team because I was captain of the team, and I was like twenty-four. It was like it would be unheard of, really, wouldn't it? And 
and I wasn't really ready to be captain, really. I was still so learning. So I said, did you want that? <coughs> Excuse me. Did you want that, the captaincy? Uh, I think at the time, Johnny, give me it because there was rumours of me going, I was going to go to Tottenham in the January and there was a bit of unrest going on and, and, and he pulled me and said, like, I try to make, I want to make you captain. You've got to stay at the end of the season and help us fight. And I think he's seen it as like a bit of leadership and... A bit of a sweetener for you, really. Sort, yeah. And to be fair, he managed that situation quite well because I said to him, you know, at the start of the season, he said, we're going to sign players, we're going to do all this. And it didn't really work. And I said to him, I'd, I would, if the opportunity comes to Tottenham, I'd like to go. I wasn't a, you know, an ass about it. I just said, if it comes up, I'd like to go. When was this January? Yeah, it was even before that. And then in, right. in the January, and I said, like, it's not working. Like, and obviously, we had conversations about players and what's going on. Did you put a request in? Transfer no, request that, that comes up. I put a transfer request in. I went in to see Gareth and just had a conversation. Yeah. If Tottenham bid for me and you want the money, go and buy someone, I'll <coughs> sort of go. And, someone uh, like that then? The fact that you said it. I don't know. It, it always out. gets out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Always gets out, doesn't it? And I, and I spoke to him and he, and he was all right. And I just said to him, uh, obviously we had a conversation what sort of was the plan and what's not worked. And and I was in the England team at the time and I, I knew, thinking if we get better, get I'm in trouble sort of thing. And I wanted to play. And, and he was fine with it. We, we handled it well. And then after that, he gave me the captain seat. I got in, the, we still playing. I was still, you know, trying and trying and helping the team. Turned up every week and I could just see it. We, with a young team, you're on a slide. You can see the confidence dipping. Confidence down, yeah. And we were on a hard into nothing and then we got relegated and... I, I fell for him because it wasn't, you can't always blame the manager, the players. We had to do better. I had to do better personally. But I think a lot of players let him down as well as, like you say, not applying themselves properly. Mm. How old Did, were you when you made the England debut? Uh, 20. How was that for you? Yeah, it was, I think, was it 18 months or two years before I was on loan at Sunderland? So it sort of went dead quick, Brownie, honestly. I was literally back at Middlesbrough, got in the team. And I think they say the UEFA Cup, and then uh, I got injured. And I always remember it was uh, Steve Rowney who said to me, you know, you got, they're watching you, you're, you're doing well. And I just thought, mm, yeah, maybe because I'm a left winger, they need left-sided players. I didn't think I was sort of ready, to be honest. I'd only played in the Premier League for over like a year. And then, like I said, I got the call up. I was going to be in the squad before, the one in Madrid, they played Spain. Uh, and then they didn't pick me and then they picked me for the one in the February. Still young. I look at pitches back at the squad now and I'm... I look like a boy, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's men, but it was good. I like, say, come on in the second half, 20 minutes, and then... Uh, but it was good, but I was, I was nervous, I'll be honest. I was very, very nervous. When? We... I think we do nil nil at Villa Park. As if you can't remember. I know. I think... I think I was two in all of everyone. I think, I think I was, we do nil nil. I think that would be me, though. I think I wouldn't be... Obviously, the game, I would have to deal with that later. I'd be nervous yeah. about that, but I'd be thinking, who, who do I sit next to? Who do, do I speak when spoken to? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be a nervous wreck walking into the hotel yeah, and was... shaking hands with everybody and asking everybody if they want a tea and coffee. Anyone tea and coffee, anyone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was quite a shy lad, you know what I'm I was going to think, oh, my God, like... Glenn Johnson was there. I knew Glenn from younger ages and stuff, and I thought, good job, if someone's here, I can sort of bounce off. Even though I wasn't really proper friends with him. But you knew, you knew him. Yeah, I knew him and... and uh, the thing is, I probably don't think it at the time, but the lads in the squad know that you're a good player because you played against them. Mm. Yeah. It's not like just a, you know, if a foreigner comes over here, yeah. and you're like, what the fuck's this? Mm. Yeah. But they've played against you for yeah. the last year, 18 yeah. months or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So I played with Rooney. Respect. But even, like, you look at, like, Rooney was younger than me, but he walked in that squad, like, I think he had a an arrogance of him, I'm the best player here. And I wish, like, sometimes I had a bit of that in myself, like, He's walking around, he's 18, 19, just going like that, and he's giving the ball, give me, and I was thinking, this is <laughs> class. Give it to me. Not in, not in a, no, not an arrogant way. He's yeah. quite, quite a lad, but he had that, like a, what do they call it, like a football arrogance where like, 
give me the fucking ball. So like, I'll win is the game. And I'm thinking, I didn't have that. I sort of have to like feel my way in and like work people out and stuff like that. But he had it. He was, but to be fair, 18, he was a man then when he yeah, full yeah. beard. <laughs> but a great lad. And I think what should have set my nerves on the way down, I remember uh, my old agent got, Gazza rang me. And I'd, I'd sort of come in the youth team when he was at Middlesbrough first team at the end. And he said, I'm going to get someone to ring you on the way down. Just answer it on this number. Didn't know it was him at the time. So he's rang me and answered me. Hello. Proper strong Geordie accent, as you imagine. But all I could hear him was like breathing heavy going. <laughs> I was like, hello, is it? He's like, it's Gaza. I was like, oh, all right, Paul, how are you doing it? Oh, all right, man. But he's like, when you go down there, pretend you're the best player. He had that arrogance. Yeah. You know, yeah. All, I remember Beckham and all them when they came in the squad, when I was in the squad, and they were all nervous and shy. Don't be worried about all them. And so at the end, I said, what are you doing? He was like, I'm on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said whatever I I just sat around thinking, why is he breathing so heavy? <laughs> so he must have had his... They have headphones in. Are your phones? And he was like, I'm on a treadmill. He's just breathing and breathing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's quality. That's from him, by the way. Give yeah. me a ring, But you think, and I can imagine, because Beckham was quite shy, like, not shy, but he was quite quiet lad. I can imagine them when they was 18, 19, when they got in. They must have been, you know, in awe of the Shearers and whoever was in the squad at the time. So and it is daunting, like you say, if you're a young lad and you go in. But generally, the lads, the lads are fine. Like you say, they've all been in that position before. They'll try and help you. Do you think that team underachieved, that England team? Yeah. When we talked about early on, John, like luck and time and stuff like that, the the tournaments. So I didn't go to the, the year four one when Rooney broke his foot. I think if he doesn't break his foot, I think they'll win it the way they were going. Rooney was on one of his frightening money before he just signed for Man United. Uh, the year six one, when he got sent off, I think at that game, I was on the bench that game, watching, thinking, we're going to win this game. We're on top of them. The player, Ronaldo, wasn't really in the game. Ashley Cole had him literally in his pocket. He sort of had a thing with Ashley Cole. He couldn't yeah. really, the last couple of times, I think he, maybe he was in his head, he couldn't get round him, couldn't beat him. And like I said, he could dance past anyone, couldn't he? But Ashley Cole generally did quite well against him and uh, Figo wasn't really in the game. And, and we were on top. And like I said, Rooney was coming to the game. I thought, we're, we're going to beat these. As soon as he gets sent off, you're playing against 10 men with Portugal and, and the, the big players and then like you say Figo and them start coming into it and you could see momentum was going with them we got to penalties and even penalties I look at the penalties and the lads we took two penalties every day and Carragher Gerard, Lampard whoever, all them who missed buried a penalty every day two penalties every day every day and then got to the tournament and they missed so I think you, you can't really plan can you for them they're just nah. luck it's like luck isn't it and mm. if we'd have beat Portugal we'd have probably went on to win it but what um, was it like walking back in the changing room obviously was Rumi in there when everyone walked yeah. back in? Was he just like, fuck me, lad, sorry? Or, yeah, no, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he had his head in his, his hand, he was obviously upset. And I remember Gary Neville going up to him, whispering something, is he like, don't keep your head up. He's, what was he? I don't know, how old he was, 19, 20? Yeah, yeah. Young boy, and I think Sven came out, didn't he, and said, like, please don't ruin him. You know, look after him, he's one of your best players in the world. Because you remember, like, Beckham had loads of stuff from 98. And it could have ruined him. And he, I think he was sort of saying the media keep on his side because you've got a special sort of talent. And uh, but like I said, they played it clever. They knew what to do. They were roughing him up, and he sort of kicked out, didn't he? And got sent off. But yeah. the thing is, though, as you say, we're nineteen, twenty, and he was our fucking main hope. Wasn't main he? man, yeah. yeah. Do you he know what I mean? Man, man, you know, you're talking about pressure. He's our main man. He's broke his. Is this when he broke his foot? Broke his foot, yeah. Bro he broke his foot, so he's done all this fucking rehab yeah. to get back. I think he's our main man yeah. at 19, 20. I think he's thrived on it, John, honestly. I think I remember the story when he walked back in the hotel. He remember he missed the first two games with his foot. And uh and he was lucky because then Michael Long got a bad injury, didn't he, in that time? And he's like walked in the hotel, he's got the big man's back. 
<laughs> the <laughs> big man's back. It, it, but he didn't have an arrogance about him. It was like, he just laughed. But I quite liked that because he had, he had a, an inner belief that he, I'm the best player here. I think he yeah. thought, actually thought I'm the best. But that's how his career was so good, I think, because he had that confidence and belief in himself. You just so there's lots to be said for that, 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 that mentality. Yeah. Of, like we, we spoke about it yesterday. Just the belief that you mm. are the best player, I think, yeah. gives you that extra percentage. Yeah. Yeah. No probably fear not. as well. Like, yeah. He probably wouldn't even bothered if he had a nightmare because he'll know no. that he'll be fucking I think the, the best big, player next game. Or... Yeah. The big players, I think Messi and all them will all have it. One, they're all that, but they're sort of doing different ways. Don't they? He's not arrogant yeah. about it. He just knows he's got that belief that I'm the best player in the world. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Do you know about before a game? Because we were speaking to Huckabee yesterday, and obviously he was a left winger. Yeah. Did you look at the right back and go, I'm going to have you on a piece of string today? Do you have that confidence in yourself to think, I'm going to fucking bat you? I was a confidence player, Brownie. So I think when I was confident, I wasn't really afraid of what I played against. If it was like Neville and people, like that. I was thinking when I was young, I got people. And and then I was, like I said, confidence players. I wasn't playing that well. I'd think of different ways. And maybe I overthought it some, you know, sometimes like that. But you're talking about stuff like that. I remember we played in the UEFA Cup final. And we used to get a sheet before a game of, you know, your opponent, you're playing against strength, weaknesses, all that. So I'm playing against Danny Alves, right? <laughs> not the quickest. On this thing, weaknesses, not the quickest, <laughs> not great 1v1. All this, not bad going like forward, he can cross it from deep and this and this. 20 minutes in, I knew this. Whoever's written this sheet needs sacking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about the same Danny Alves who wore at Barcelona. Of Barcelona after. <laughs> <laughs> I also remember looking, yeah, not weaknesses, I'm thinking, fuck, get him on, get him the ball. here. Took him down the line early on. I'm thinking, no, he's catching me. And I was quick when I was younger. And I'm thinking, no, he's, you know, he's quick with the feet. He said he was slow. And he's, I literally played left back in that game. And he was like right wing from right back. They had Navas and him against me and Franco Drew. And I'm not lying. I came off and I was, I was actually going to lose my head and go, who the fuck is with yeah. that? Because that is, and then within the year, he's gone to Barcelona and he and won everything in the game. And you've seen the way he played. <laughs> who the hell unless he's had a stinker in the game before they'd watched him fuck <laughs> <laughs> you know absolutely <laughs> whoever's writing him he's last and he's gone he's gone backwards on alphabet you made him look just, good you made him look good that game he's just gone on FIFA and looked at his scores mm. oh, he's not that fast <laughs> yeah. so I tend not to look at them you know and you, look, you just think you know who you're generally playing against obviously you, Europe's different because I didn't know Alves at the time he was still young <laughs> but Premier League, you know, you're playing as only your championship, so you generally know what they're about. Or, but yeah, don't read them sheets. <laughs> Pace fifty four. Oh, fucking got him. Physical yeah. strength thirty seven. I'll batter yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. I always remember when we were younger, you were saying uh, Fraser Richardson was one of the hardest players you played against. Fraser, yeah, played against the youth team, Leeds. And we always had battles. I was, was then I was out and out left winger, basically just stand away, get one v one, and I could generally beat people. And and, and I just always had a. Hard game against Fraser, you know, you've cup and that. I was thinking, fucking little shit, you know, like he's one of them. I fucking hate playing against him. Like <laughs> you'd beat him and then he'd like get back, or even if he went past him, he'd foul you. And yeah, I had difficult games against him. I just remember them Leeds youth team because they were quite good at the time, yeah. and we were decent as well. And and obviously the big test was like me and him left and he's right back, me left wing. But 
that stuck with us right the way through. Every time he got a move, I was like, hi, Stewie said he's a good player. <laughs> <laughs> he, should, he should do all right there. I, I, did he, he got in the Leeds first team, didn't he? And then, for a bit, and then he, he didn't yeah. really... I think he was at Charlton for a yeah. while. Who, was, who's, who's the player that you think you didn't enjoy playing against? Who's give you the toughest toughest game? In, it, well, in, Just in, 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 yeah, in when you look back, people you played against. Gary Neville was always tough games. I mean, obviously, they had good teams. They generally had the ball, but... He was good. I thought his positioning was always quite good. You know what I mean? He was. He was under. I think he was underrated. Gary Neville. I know. Obviously, he won a lot, and but he could defend. He was quick. He was better on the ball. I think he hammers himself now. Don't he on Sky and say he couldn't do this and couldn't do that, but he could. Like you say, you don't play for Man United for that many years. For but I generally had good battles with him. Sometimes, like I say, I'd get nick a goal or something. Or generally, he would probably get the better of me. But I had good battles with him. You know, I think he was. He was. On, but then I played a lot on the right as well. And uh, Ashley Cole was difficult to play against. I think left back. Was there anyone at the at the other end of the spectrum? I was about to say, I was really rated where you thought, fucking, I'm going to tell you when you're asking. Right. Is there anybody you've you like ripped you. up? Oh, you, no, anybody who like, oh, was a really good player, and you think, I, I can't wait to play against that fucker. Oh, like Danny you've done Mills. You've done Mills. it. <laughs> <laughs> will tell you, he used to, I've got scars on my ankles still. He used to lever me in training. Every, I'm a young lad at Senior Pro, I think he was one of them, and because I was a dribbler, and Mills, he probably thought I've had enough of this kid. And he used to smash me daily. But I think it like sort of helped me, toughen me up because I was a slight skinny little winger. And uh, he was obviously an international player at the time. And I was I wasn't in feeder, I just take him on and just get at him and he just oh, boot me all over. <laughs> Had some good battles of him, Millsy, but yeah, I used to I actually used to enjoy playing against him. We've turned into fans, haven't we, the last I couple know, of minutes? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about somebody else, tell us about someone else. Do you know when you obviously where Borough go down and yeah. Obviously, there were the Spurs things in in January. Yeah. Did you know that you were going at the end of the season? No, no matter what. No, because I was I was I ruptured my foot on. Well, I was going to say, did you know that you the, the move to Villa was potential? Because no. obviously it was the second to last game of the season. Yeah. And you got injured against Villa. Against Villa, yeah. Uh, it was an accidental tackle. I'd, I'd sort of gone down the line. Petrov come across and gone. My ankle had gone away and ruptured. And I was out for nine months. So. I'm in the championship now, really. I, mean, yeah. I need to get fit and get back in the team. I didn't think anything. Tottenham went dead. Daniel Levy just doesn't do deals with injured players. Come, you know what he's like. Yeah. And Harry's like, I'd love to sign you. I'd still take you, but it's, he's not going to do it. It's like, fine. And then out of the blue, uh, I think it was Keith Lamb at the time, he was the chief executive of Middlesbrough. I was away on all said, Aston Villa want to take you. Uh, we've sort of agreed to do him. You could go for a medical. And I'm thinking... Injured? I had a pin in my foot on crutches. If you see my medical going in, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I don't know how the hell this is going to work. But Martin O'Neill, credit honestly, unbelievable. What the best thing he ever did for for me, I have so much respect for him. I walked in and I said to him, he said, What's a crack? And I said, I think I'm out of October, November. The doctor came in and said, No, this is December, it's a sort of a bad injury, you need to rehab. And I thought, this deal dead. <laughs> chairman said, Right, we're not signing. Villa chairman wouldn't do it. I said, No problem, I knew it wasn't gonna work. That Atlas, bloke. At the time it was Randy Lerner, the American. And Martin O'Neill comes in the dressing room, shows me on turning and says, Listen, this deal will happen. Just Give me a date. This deal's happening. I'm going to take you. I can <laughs> just imagine you still there on your crutches. He won't sign you in Martin O'Neill's like, yeah. right, are we going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and he's, have you ever met Martin? He's, he's, on his, and he's, he's strange at times and he's looking at me and then he's like, this deal will happen and don't worry, let me deal with it. And I thought, how, how's he going to deal with this? You can't pay a player for six, seven, eight months to get fit and then he's not even playing for us. And that's what Randy was saying. Like, I'm not paying wages to someone who can't play. Trust me, I'll, I'll get him back playing. I'll get him fit and I'll probably sell him on for you and all that. Make, he's giving him all the spiel. And then next day, man, we're in the hotel, come back in. He said, right, it's done. We're doing it. 
fucking metal. We won't scan your foot. We'll do all the bloods and whatever they do. And put, we'll do everything. We'll get your feet back. Do you think it helped that he were American and didn't really understand football? Maybe. I think he trusted Martin because he'd done that well with players before on his signings. I think. And credit to him, like he could have just gone, man, I can't be done with that. I'd just go and get someone yeah. ready made because Martin yeah. had been there three or four years already and he's probably thinking, I need to get top four year. And he literally pulled me in the office and said, listen, you're no good to me for six months. You do your stuff. I'll crack on my team. Piss off. And I was in the gym for six months. I'm not lying. The first month, John, I was thinking, get me back to Middlesbrough. Yeah, this is, oh, this is awful. I was living in the hotels on crutches. I was just a bit fed up, you know. But I tell you what, what he did. You know, injured players going every day now at five. He gave me every weekend off. He said, you come in Monday to Friday, morning, afternoon, you can have the weekend off and go home and see your family, come back, and you do that until you get fit, and then you're going to start travelling on the team. So I got, October, November, I got back, to be fair, quite early December, early December, and he said to me, uh, you'll be on the bench, Liverpool, about to come this week, but you're going to play Tuesday night at Portsmouth. Are you ready? I said, yeah, I'm fine, yeah, let's, let's do it. And it was literally, he just didn't talk to me for six months. He kept coming in every month, all right, rehab, go, yeah, we're on, we're on schedule, right, no problem, crack on. And I was thinking, like, 12 million quid as well, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Honestly, when you look back, you're thinking, like, he, he put his head on the chopping block, really, because imagine I break down and I'm out for it, and yeah. then the chairman start thinking, hang on a minute, he doesn't know what he's doing, who's he signing? And, and to be fair, him, he, that's what he was. He was a man manager. He knew how to get the best out of people, and he gave me so much confidence. He probably didn't know it, but I was thinking, get me back fit. I want to do well for this man. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's, that's he, unbelievable. He's put, that, his, yeah. he's put his head on the block here, I'm, I'm, and I came back and, yeah. I'm trying to think of other examples like that's, that's happened where Signing somebody signed injured. somebody. Because I remember Van Nistelrooy was meant to sign for Man yeah. and he did his cruise ship yeah. there and then on a, on a video, if you yeah. remember. And they didn't sign him until he got back, I think. Yeah. But, but I just wonder what, what just, I wonder what he was thinking, what he's, the gamble he's going on in his head. Oh, oh, that young won't know. Just give him two right, two right for each scans. That young. Yeah, just strict. He was classed. Anybody else would be like, uh, yeah. like, we'll get yourself fit and then we'll speak again in yeah. eight months or whatever. So what Middlesbrough like, Middlesbrough must have been like... They must have been buzzing because they obviously had money problems getting relegated. I'd sort of like, was thinking, oh, back in the Premier League, was thinking, I can't play for nine months. So I was a little bit thinking, what, what's going on here? Like, And then he was great. He was like, uh, bring your dad down, I want to have a chat with your dad. Your dad likes football and he was, he was like, great. I mean, a lot of people say when you were in the team, he wasn't great with players out the team and... But I never had any problem. It was unbelievable to me. Through the week, he wouldn't speak to anyone, John. He wouldn't probably be there. Come Saturday, he'd walk in, he'd just come alive. He just had like man management. He'd walk over to you and say, you're the best wing in this league. Why do you think I bought you? You do what you did at Middlesbrough, you're the best wing in this league. That's why I got you, no one else. But then he'd probably go and tell Assi Young the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he just like made you feel like unbelievable. And then like wouldn't speak to you through the week again. Like you say, he didn't do a lot, of, no tactics. No, no tactics at all. I remember he'd come in and name the team. And you know when you normally go right back Brownie or centre back Park, and all, you just go Friedel, Queller, Young, just name the eleven. Then we all look and go, "Where are you playing?" <laughs> <laughs> you just, I fancy a fucking glimpse. <laughs> <center. laughs> you play Atler. And his think, only rule was if Ashley Young was sort of having a quiet game or I was, he'd go switch. Or you go as a ten, you go left and right, me like Bonner. He'd always switch his three around just to mix it up a bit. But he just said, "I buy good players." for that position and and it sort of worked for him and, and lad loved it he days off I was literally living in Middlesbrough playing for Villa because I'd have two three days off a week He's, he, he was honestly unbelievable he was sort of like a Brian Clough I think I think I was back to say because yeah. obviously he played in yeah. Clough's teams didn't he yeah mm. so he, he must have took a lot of that into his in yeah. management even pre-season we went to Ireland I remember and I liked the night out with the lads and, all, and that's when I started to you know getting a bit older mixing with the lads and 
and he said, I'm literally done at this point and that. And he got to Dublin. He said to me, uh, obviously, we're training. Sorry, the full, full team. I'm training now. I don't give a shit what really happens, but make sure you're fucking fit on August the 14th. So if you're injured in the game, don't play. If you're not feeling right, don't play. If you can have a night out. We were there for 10 nights in Dublin. I think we were out for seven. And we were out, like, out to late. Me and Richard Dunn around Dublin and James <laughs> Collins. And Honestly, we had an un- unbelievable... I was thinking, there's no way we're finishing the top six. We've been on the piss <laughs> for seven days. And then he'd get back pretty soon and go, right, you've had your fun, you've had your laugh. Time to work. And then we sort of just... Kicked I on. think he just knew how to manage players. Yeah. And at the time, we were young, fresh. And like I say, he sounded like Dunny and people like that. He knew about their characters and what they were about and they liked the beer and that. And he, he, saw, he just managed them. Managed it well. Did you yeah, hit the ground running when you were fit? Did you hit the ground running? Yeah, so, so I got back in the team. Uh, he sort of put me on the bench and put me in the team. And then we got into the, got the cup final. Sorry, can't cup final with Man United. We should have beat him as well. I don't know if you remember the game. Bonnehall goes through one-on-one. Village pulls him down. We get a penalty. About five minutes in, he should have sent Village off. And he didn't. And uh, we went 1-0 up. And then they beat us 2-1 later on. Rooney come on and scored. But I think if they went to 10 men, we'd have beat them. Mm-hmm. Did that used to piss you off, by the way? I mean, all, on the flip side, so... It, when you were Villa or a smaller club yeah. against the top four, yeah. did you feel as though you used to, didn't you used to get decisions? Yeah. And then when you were at Liverpool, did you feel as though you used to get, yeah. get decisions? Yeah, definitely at home. You know, like if, if you're playing Anfield, you'll get that little thing, you shouldn't have got that out, this penalty. Because yeah. I think it must be hard for the ref when they're getting sucked in by all the crowd. And yeah. and, and I think it was, I, remember, I always remember Phil Dow was the referee and I was thinking, I can't believe he hasn't sent him off. He's one on one. He's pulled him back village. He's got to go. If you see the clip and he's giving me yellow and then, Obviously, playing Man United with 11 is hard enough, isn't it? But I think if they go to 10, we'd beat them because the pace we had going forward uh, against Vidic and Ferdinand at the time, we were, we were sort of getting on. But, and uh, I think we, we, we'd have beat them. Forget how well Villa did at that time. Yeah. Just, when, as you're talking, I'm thinking, fuck me, they were decent back yeah. in the day, yeah, weren't they? Made, yeah. Well, spent... they, were like the, they were like what, like the fifth and sixth club, weren't they? Yeah. And after the top four, yeah. they were like the fifth, sixth yeah, club. Just, yeah. yeah, we just couldn't crack that top four. Yeah. And I think he, he wanted Darren Bent, I think, Martin O'Neill at the end. And they wouldn't give me. And then if you read when Dan Ben then signs was done, a year or so later when we were in a sort of relegation battle. But I think if we'd have got someone like that now and that striker, we had Heskey, who was, was good, scored goals, but we needed that 20, 25 man. John Carew, when he wanted to play, was good, but he's probably in London half the, half the week. <laughs> uh, and, and all around it, we had a good team, a good footballer, a good pace, good defence, and we just needed that 25 man, I think. And, if we'd have got him, I think we'd have got him. Because that's all mm. we were missing, really, just just a proper proper striker. Was it later on that Stephen Ireland came in? Stephen Ireland came in and uh, he was part of the Milner deal, wasn't he? I mean, what player? In training, he was unbelievable. And uh, I think at that time, obviously, we lost Milner to City. Uh, and he came in. Uh, and he, he was a different player to Milner, I think. He was more of a 10, wasn't he? And and uh, and obviously, Gerard Julia got the job. And I think he just defensively probably wouldn't work out. And then before games and stuff, he... He had niggle or he wouldn't play, and I don't yeah. know if he was, he was injured or not. I don't. I, I think I, he had a lot of psychological problems. And I've listened to it to something uh, recently, and he was just saying he didn't want to go to Villa. He didn't want to be there, and yeah. I just wondered, if it, like, from your perspective as a fellow player, like, did he was he was honestly brilliant? He had all the ability, score goals in training, and and I also remember when we played Chelsea at home, and we were doing a warm up, and he said to the couple of lads, "We I, I, we never win when I play against Chelsea." So where he'd been, Man City, they must always have lost. And in a warm-up, we pulled out injured. We ended up beating Chelsea 1-0. Told you. Told and you. I, and I think, like, <laughs> I don't if he had, if he didn't play well against certain teams, he wouldn't play. Or if he didn't, I don't know, didn't have a good game against a certain player. Maybe it was all psychological problems. But 
he certainly had the ability. Like you see him train, he was like two feet, score goals, yeah. could run. Could, I mean, you see the season he had at Man City. Yeah, he was fine. So when we got him, I actually thought Milner was a good midfield player, but he was more of a tackle, get more goals maybe. And I thought we we've got a player, got you one, know, yeah. like we. But he he just didn't work. I don't know where he went from there. Went from Newcastle, didn't he? Stoke. Yeah, and yeah. Difficult, but he he was he he was a good player. Perez still good when he when he arrived. Perez come yeah. He came in for six months. Uh, he didn't have the leg. He wasn't the winger. Yeah. He, obviously, you've seen at Arsenal, but he could play centre mid, five sides and all. He was he didn't get the ball away. And he was nice fellow as well. It looks player. like he smells beautiful. Yeah. about Perez. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in a Carbonio. Nice. Like, he lives in the Beta now. He lives in what? He lives in the Beta now. Robert Perez. Yeah. Does he like it when you do a set or <laughs> does he like your music? We'll Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember he rocked up the train one day. You know, remember the SLR McCrans with the doors go up and that. And he oh, looked, he looked like a classical car. John, I thought, beauty car that. I said, bro, how long have you had that car? And this was like 2011 at Villa. He said, uh, I got this in uh, 1998. I said, 1998. Why'd you get it then? He said, you remember when we won the World Cup? We all got one each as a as a sort of present. I don't know if it was from the FIFA or whatever from uh, France FA. They all bought one for winning the France '98 World Cup. Bonus. So that, what year was this? This was 2011, and he still the had tight this. bastard. But it was like classic. He used to come in it like now and again. You know, like you think, oh, some car that, and he looked brand new. He's like, yeah, I got that. I won the World Cup in the <laughs> chase with that bomb. I thought he was just tightened up. And <laughs> he not just got it in car. <laughs> <laughs> just going back though, did you? I mean, were you gutted then when when O'Neill went? Yeah, it sort of came quick. He left like a week before the season. I think it was yeah. on the Monday we played on the Saturday, and uh, I think he got annoyed. Obviously, the Milner deal. He didn't want him to leave. Because he had an unbelievable season seen before. And he wanted Darren Benton. I think he thought, if I got that last piece of that jigsaw, yeah. we, we were a team. And I think he thought, if I can't get him, Milner wants to leave. Now my team's going to start going. Shh. He didn't, maybe didn't want Stephen Ireland, I don't know. And he sort of, yeah, he, stuck, he just went, I'm, I'm leaving. Didn't tell the lads on that Monday afternoon, he just left. And we got uh, Kevin McDonald who came in as coach. He was very, very good from the reserves. But uh, we started off all right. And then, like I say, Julia came in. Okay. Julio was great with me. He was great with me, and uh, but he had a lot of clashes with players, problems. And, yeah, yeah. He was like pulling players in and saying, "Hey, you're conceding goals on purpose." And okay, yeah. I think Stephen Warren had a problem because he was at Liverpool, and, and he was saying to Richard Dunn and people, like, "Are you conceding goals to get me sat?" And they were like, oh, so "Imagine Dunny as a presence; he's probably kicking off." Brad, because you were at Liverpool, with me, and I've let you yeah. go. And I think he obviously that's just paranoia. Isn't paranoia. Yeah, yeah, I think. And, it is, but... Yeah. That's so an accusation, that, isn't it? Mm. Straight away, I think you're thinking, yeah, well, you've got seen any players, he's not really good. But to me, he was honestly, he was great. He'd speak to me all the time, and he used to say to me, you need to score more goals, more assists, because you can go to another level. So he, he, he helped me, and obviously, the other certain players will probably tell you the same, but I think some certain senior pros clash with him definitely. Yeah, yeah it just didn't work out for him. I think it was you know, probably the wrong time for him to come in. Did, were the whispers coming through that Liverpool might be, because we're Arsenal, possibly interested as well? While you were at Villa. Yeah, I think it was a bit a bit of uh, January rumours when Kenny took over. Yeah. Uh, but nothing really really came of it. And then uh, I knew they were interested. And this is why, obviously, when we started struggling at Villa, I knew that, you know, Kenny liked me, uh, spoke to my agent, and, and obviously had players as well at Liverpool. So I knew I sort of had to keep my head down and try and do well because, you know, if that was going to happen, I had to obviously keep playing well. And, and uh, over the next... Coming months, obviously, uh, with Julia leaving, sort of a bit of unrest uh, at the club, and and like I said, and then and Liverpool made it firm in the summer. I was I was earlier with yeah. Liverpool being in, interested because he's a big 
Liverpool yeah. man, and he... I'll be honest, I spoke to him. It was about the March time, and uh, they said to me, we want to offer you a new contract. This would be, I think, it was before he was ill. And Gary Mack, and uh, Gary Mack has the same age as me as well. So he sort of knew what was going on in the background, that they were watching me and stuff. And uh, I, I just said to him, listen, I'll be honest, if Liverpool are interested, I, want, I, want, I have to go. It's I'm 27, it's an opportunity I can't turn down. He was like, right, okay, okay. And then Julia was sort of like, yeah, Liverpool's a great club. Uh, you know, so, and Jamie Callaghan and Gerard, and he was starting, you know, I nurtured these players through, which he did, I think, when he was yeah. obviously the young players. He's a great club. He would love it there. And I was thinking, surely he's probably thinking, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what to stay here? Docs are fantastic. But maybe great he players. thought he wasn't going to be there. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And then obviously he, he got ill, and uh, which was a shame. And uh, like I said, then the Liverpool thing came about, and there, there was a massive, obviously, change at Villa in the summer with Alex McLeish came in. How did the fans look at it? Did you get? Oh, I got dog, yeah, dogs abuse because to leave. Obviously, Alex McLeish came in and he said, "You can't go. We can't sell you and Ashley Young in the same window." And I said, "Well, you've got a problem because I want to go, and I ain't sending you contracts, so you'd rather keep me for a year with a player whose head sort of gone because he wants to go." To... I wasn't horrible about it. I was sat in his office, but the one thing that like sort of pissed me off about him, he said to me, "You know, you've got to be loyal to this club because they signed you injured." So I said, right, okay, so you, we're talking about loyalty. I said, so the manager who signed me is now gone. I said, but you talk about loyalty. You just left Birmingham City, you got relegated and signed for their biggest rivals, Aston Villa. Do you remember at the time? time? That's a very good point. Yeah, like, oh, not, not really. And I said, so, no, don't talk to me about loyalty because I've yet to see any in football anyway, really. This is a business. But I knew he was already trying to sign Charles Nzogbu. He probably didn't know I knew that. So I thought, he's telling me to buy him. I was, I think I went for 20, he signed him for 11, he's pocketing nine, he's probably done good business because he was a good player, wasn't he, in Zogby? Yeah. Do you think you'd have had it in your locker to, look, I go here while I'm just kick start kicking nah. balls and everything? And... No, but I knew, I, I knew that the, I think the, the owner Villa was going through a divorce. He was selling players. He needed all money he could sell. <laughs> 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 so he, he got 10, his ex-wife yeah. got 10. And I, I think he come, so you obviously things going really. that people don't know in the background. <laughs> About these things, people mm -hmm. probably didn't even know, but I knew that all these things were going on at the time. I'm thinking, there's no way he's going to get, I'm 27, uh, a big fee. He's probably, sorry, they paid 12 of me, they're making 20. And even though I signed injured, like I said before, Martin O'Neill said he'd sell me on and stuff like that. He's probably looking, thinking, I'm making a profit on a player here who's 27. He wasn't going to stop that and probably it's buy someone who's, who's, who was good at the time in Zogbia yeah. for 11 and pocket 9 million. He's probably thinking, good business all around. And I sort of said to him, listen, my head's not really here at the minute. Like, I need to go. This is Liverpool. I'll never get another yeah. opportunity. 27. If I go 28, 29, they go somewhere else. Yeah. And then and then the only thing about the, the Arsenal thing came around was there was whispers sort of in the background, but not concrete. But then when I went to Liverpool, uh, Damien Kamoli was there. You remember the the, the, the like director of football? Yeah. And, and, and he'd worked with Wenger at Arsenal many years before when Vieira and them came over. And he said to me, oh, yeah, we, we were going to get this deal done quick because... Uh, they were, they want to sign you, but they wanted to sell Nasri first. Because of the business they do, Arsenal, because of the stadium they were paying off, they had to sort of sell to buy, sell to buy, which is, you've seen what they've done with Van Persie and Fabregas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were going to sell him to City uh, to buy me. But then I said, well, no, I want to go to Liverpool, really. He was, my dad was a Liverpool fan. I love Liverpool. And it was, it was, I saw it have concrete, I'm going there. Do you know what I mean? It was, my head was not really, not bothered about Arsenal, but listen, they're a great club and all, but I want to play for Liverpool and... Uh, what a fucking choice, by the way. <laughs> oh. like, I'm choosing between fucking Fleetwood and Burton. <laughs> you know what I mean? With, with due respect to both. Arsenal <laughs> Liverpool. Arsenal Liverpool, yeah. 
but I don't know if it was, but Damien Kamali said to me, yeah, they were going to come and try and get you. And yeah. then as it played out, Nasri left on transfer deadline day. He actually played against Liverpool the second game of the season and then left. For all that could that could have fell through, and I could have been at Villa and yeah. all these things playing. And then you, you know, as as it goes. But I, I spoke to Kenny, and, and as soon as I spoke to him, like I say, I, I want to go to Liverpool. It was it was nailed on. Uh, so was there a bit of um, uncertainty when because there were a bit of negotiation going on? Did they come in with fifteen at first? And yeah, a bit it's, more. Yeah, it's, yeah, like sort of the norm, and they'll bid that. That no, it's not good enough, and it'll. And then well, it you was, oh, come yeah. on, sorted out yeah. like you, your your mm. arts in Liverpool, yeah. Right? And it was, I think it's 15, they do add-ons and stuff like that. And, and, and obviously Randy was, no, it's 20 million and I think this doesn't happen unless I get the money. And, uh, she's fucking she's killing, killing me. Boss, she's yeah. killing me. Yeah. She's already got keys to Porsche. And to be fair, the Americans of Liverpool came in and they meant business. They, there was no messing about with them. They, they they wanted Champions League yesterday, if you know what I mean. They, they were spending money. With, and they just went in to prepare them and it come to a little bit unstuck where they might not pay that. It was 18, 28. And they just went, bang, we'll pay. And they, they'd done it. And then they did it with other deals that came in. Uh, like I say, Suarez bang, they banged his contract in. Andy Carroll, big money, they sort of wanted it yesterday. And, uh, Is it the same that are in charge now? Same owners, yeah, in charge. And and you can see over the years what they've done, they've, bought and they've built the club and they weren't, they weren't there to mess about. And uh, so it eventually got over the line. But I always knew in the back of my mind it would happen because, like I said, I knew what was going on in the background at Villa with the Inzogbia sign and the owner, I think, was getting divorced, had problems yeah. with... Because he owned the Boston Red Sox as well, I think. Not the, no, sorry, that was the Liverpool owners, the uh, Cleveland Browns. And problems were happening there, so I think it was a lot going on that people probably didn't know. Were you excited getting there and seeing the players? Because it almost seemed like you know, you know, like yeah. the Moneyball, like mm. the the statistic, but yeah. like because I think you had the the most completed crosses, like or yeah. the successful crosses you had. Andy Carroll, the most yeah. added goals. Um, we didn't play together. <laughs> <laughs> didn't I play these on a bench or I was on a bench sometimes he played and I don't think Kenny's seen that he's signed sort of how he wanted to play and, and maybe I think him and Damien clashed a little bit because he wanted him and he wanted him and right. And this is what I mean about managers but Kenny had power because he was the man in, at Liverpool and he probably maybe he signed me and Damien might have wanted someone else I don't know it was strange because when I went to Villa you know when you get a feel for a club like I said I was injured and I was a bit oh this is only because I was injured but the lads were great you know what I mean you, you think I could once I get fit and I'm in this crowd, the lads are good. Yeah. I went to Liverpool and you walk in the dressing room and you're thinking, lads, I get up and they're shaking hands. What are we doing? I walked in and everyone just sat. It's like, all right, all right. And I was thinking, oh, this could be difficult. Really? It's yeah. Quite a very welcoming dressing room then. English, I mean, obviously, the Gerrards of Carrigan and all them great. Like, I remember when I signed up, I knew Carrigan because, we, like I said, the same age. He took me out for food in the city centre. This was about. And, and he obviously knew he was trying to help me and other English lads. Like I say, we were. Socially, we went out together and stuff like that. But I think, obviously, the foreign lads, they're themselves, aren't they? You see it in other club, every club you go to, they keep themselves themselves, and they're just like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm never signing. Probably just see me as another player. So at first, I thought, well, I have to get used to this because I'm I'm used to lively dressing rooms, you know what I mean? Yeah, Everyone yeah, mucking yeah. in and going for a beer, and it was totally different. It went at that dressing room with the foreign lads was more British. Su surprise package. Yeah, surprise package. One of the best lads I've ever met in football, Pepper Rayner. For some reason, I knew you were going to say I'm that. You, honestly, he, if he, he's, he's got to be more English than me, him. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> loved him when they won World Cup and he, he hadn't played a game, but he was there with goalie gloves on with World Cup at front of him all. Honestly, I seen him in I seen him in Ibiza actually three months before, uh, sorry, a month before I'd signed in the summer. And it was sort of going on and I'd, I was in Passion Nightclub and I'd seen Cara and he brought me over and he's like, yeah, and he's hugged me like it was best mate. Never met him. <laughs> 
Siggy and his mouth be and I was thinking, fuck, he's a bit lively, you know, he must be a bit pissed tonight and that. And uh and we're just having a beer. And then when I met him on that on that on that first day when he came back, he was like a big handshake, hug, and he just felt a bit of welcome, you know, like yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he knew, he sort of he knew to the club, he's probably had it, you know, he's been at big clubs and he Barcelona and people like he's, he's thinking, make him welcome and he was so English, you know, and I was thinking he's one of the lads, funny, good crack, like you say. Oh, it just looks like a right nice fellow yeah. as well. Yeah. Big important quality. Unbelievable. Honestly, they had the best technique. He used to, you know the, the rondos you call them or the boxers and that. Yeah. He wouldn't be in the middle, he'd be like he said, oh, I've done this since I was like 13 year old at Barcelona. Keep balls, you could join in, you wouldn't even know he was out of place. He was, um, his feet were unbelievable, like goal kicks, he'd just say, stand there and right. <laughs> Class player and just a class fella, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm glad I met him, sort of thing. You know what I mean? When you meet people in yeah. football, you're thinking, what a, what a, what a guy, man. See, I, I, was, I said it, we said it earlier, like in the toilet. You're speaking about these players, right? As if like it's just normal. Mm. And these are players who we've watched for years and think, fuck me, mm. they're incredible, yeah. isn't it? And you're just you're, you're in a dressing yeah. room and like, oh yeah, Pepe. Yeah, <laughs> I was nervous, John. I'll be honest, when I walk in, I'm thinking, like I said, I like to find my feet and work mm. people out, and you obviously you're trying to be nice and make an impression don't you and and uh he, he, i just remember him the first time come over and i always remember going home saying dad pepper in what a lad man he's going to some guy and and i was he, he booked a trip for us once we went on carragher's uh, leave and do he was obviously at the end of the season we went to the uh real madrid uh Borussia dortmund second leg semi-final remember the champions league i think it was 2012. so dortmund won but real madrid won the game and, and he booked all that went there went around madrid and he saw and everything and he was like a bit of a hero and he was, he was just well, a class club lad. rep He's like, like, club, he's like, I'm going here, we're going there. And imagine him <laughs> spitting. He was like, Get off the road. Get yeah, off the road. Keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Jump around the road. Come on, lads. We've next bar. Free, we've got some free we've got shots. Free shots. Next bar. <laughs> so I'm just a lad from Borough. I'm just sat there in the bus going, Brilliant. This. <laughs> having a beer. And it was, it was like a class trip, three or four days. We had a couple of beers, went to the game, had a meal, and night out, and that. And he, he just he just loved that. You know, like he'd book meals together, the lads, get them all together, and have a sing song. And he, he was really good for team spirit. Do you know what I mean? But not only that, he was an unbelievable keeper. Unbelievable, probably the best I played with, but still going in it. He's still playing somewhere. Still going for he's. We're not playing. He's he back to Villa. He went to Villa. He went to Villa, and then he's, he's gone to Lazio. Lazio. He's at Lazio. 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 Yeah. What? Yeah. Honestly, how'd you find Bellas? Bellas, alright. Yeah. Uh, I'm obviously, listening to things about Bellas, and you, you're racing the outside, but uh, my brother-in-law knows him quite well, and and he said to me, "Bellas, he is what he is. He's, he's harmless. He, he, like you said, he, he picks on people who thinks he can and." Uh, you can have a go at and stuff like that, but class player. I got on with Bellas, he, he was great, but I always remember one day I've seen when someone gets a dressing down and they melt, he melted. And he'd probably tell you because he had to go at Kenny or something at half time in a game, no, sorry, full time in a game. He was on the bench, he'd come on and he'd saying, You should have played me there because I'm quick and all that. And Kenny's like, Shut your mouth, sit down. And Stevie Gerrard, I've probably seen him lose his head twice in his whole career when, since I've known him. And he's coming and he's give it to Bellas. Shut your fucking mouth, fucking that. And he dressed him down and he just melted. Melted. And he was, I've never seen no other man who was like, you know, Bella's like, he's fronty in here. You yeah. can, and he was like, oh, and he was stuttering about and that. And I just looked and thought, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like he's. I tell you, the thing is, what typifies him is he actually was having a pop at Kenny. He's like, Kenny, why didn't you play me on the second half? I think the fullback was slow and he played someone. He couldn't control what he said, Bella. So he might have said, I know for him. Why did he play Stewie? And he's crap. You could have played me against him, and he's slow. Bellas couldn't control what he said. I think at times, and I think he was having difficult times. Obviously, uh, 
family wise and stuff like that. I think it was going. I think his head was going all over. And then, like I say, Steve, who's banned for the game, I think came in and he, he hit him. I think I've only ever seen him shout twice, and he just melted. Like just, I'm surprised he's melted. I, I can just imagine him no. coming back. Coming back, Steve, you can be. Do you think he was surprised? I, I bet I. But I just think from what we've heard about Bellamy, I thought he's no, he's not going to do that. Do you anymore. think the fact that he's, you've just said? I've only heard Gerard shout yeah. twice. Is yeah. it a bit of a take me about? Maybe, maybe, maybe I do need yeah. to rein it in here if Gerard's going if, at me. Uh, if he's if he's having a bomb at me, yeah, it's somewhat proper. Yeah, I think he, he Stevie wanted me to watch people sort of build up, and I think he had an explosion in him now and again. I think he'd watch Bella as he was sort of giving young players it, and over the couple of weeks of training and stuff like that. And he's, I think, he, what he does, he stores things, watches, and then he gives a tirade. But he was he reminded me of Southgate in a way. How he played, you know, he was quite quiet. Didn't didn't really say a word. I was about to say, like, as a character, you wouldn't have him as a captain, apart from the fact that he led by example. Yeah. yeah. In the dressing room, were he like a a sort? Would he sort shit out and or what? Or would he? No, I think he he had a good balance of Cara. Cara was the voice. Cara mm. was the manager, basically. He fucking didn't give a shit really. He just tell you straight, fucking do this, do this, do. And I think he said his soundboard was brilliant because he managed in his little way and he done that. Not like he overpowered him. They they worked together quite well, and they were obviously good, good friends and knew each other for a long time. But I think Stevie played and the way he played. But then I think when something needed to be said, he'd say it, and generally it probably made sense when he did it. Mm. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.